Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, a resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. Namaste, welcome everyone. So good to be here with you um, for what appears to be our final Shiva Sutra class. And uh, I was sort of reflecting a little bit before this class and a scene came to me from a movie that maybe you, you all have seen of the octopus teacher. And it's at the end of the octopus's life and, um, and it knows it's sort of at the end and it's really accomplished a lot. And it's not like we're at the end of our life. You're at the end of this book and it's been four years and there's this feeling like um, we've done the work, you know, we, we put in the time, we've grown. And then at the end of this movie, um, the octopus is just sort of playing with bubbles in the water. And, and it's like the first time you see the octopus actually just playing, you know, it's like, usually it's like trying to survive, finding the next meal, you know, uh, laying eggs and you know, all this stuff that it has to do and that it's genetically wired to do. And then there's this moment when it's just opening, playing, and existing. And it's um, sort of what I felt like, hey, we get to have that moment tonight. You know, we've done the work and we're here <laughs> and we get to just sort of open up and, and let the bubbles come up and play with what comes up and uh, and just have fun with it and let's ourselves to sort of rest in that in that in that peacefulness uh but yet that openness so um we are going to begin as we normally do with a little call back to last week's sutra which was the last sutra uh 3.45 i'm going to pull that up on the screen so we can pronounce it together um i will spotlight myself in case anybody's on a mobile device and then don't let me forget to go to gallery mode with all of you for our discussion. All right, so pronouncing Sutra 3.45. Bhuya syat prati milanam. Bhuya syat prati milanam. This yogi simultaneously and repeatedly experiences the revealing state and the concealing state of the objective world. The quote that concludes the sutras that really um, sort of says a lot, sort of said a lot in, in summarizing this, um, was this one about this word repeatedly, booya, um, which uh, is sort of an English word. <laughs> booya. Um, and so it means to grasp this inner sensation of the world, to have this sort of the world arise from within, to have this experience. And then to have that world sort of like re-merge or to almost like dissolve a little bit and then to reopen to this experience of the world from the inside out again through our practice and then having it just quietly dissolve again and that we keep doing this over and over and over again. And the parallel or sort of the, the metaphor that pervaded for us in our work was this idea of of literally we remember our true nature 
And then we sort of forget it slowly and quietly, almost like you don't know when it happened. And then you realize you've forgotten on some level, whether that's maybe experiencing attention or just literally coming back to your cushion at a regular time. And you remember your true nature again through your practice. Um, and that we do this repeatedly and that that's not a sign of missing something, but it's actually the way that the yogic tradition describes we're supposed to grow meaning we're actually supposed to, or it's inherent that we will forget our true nature and that we'll re-remember, we will remember it, and that that practice is what produces the overall, the eventual state of being that we seek. Uh, so this is, I, I found that to be very, um, well, it, it's, it's simultaneously liberating, you know, in the sense where it's like, it's okay. It's okay for your mind to wander. It's okay for you to lose your center. It's actually going to happen. It's Maya. It's illusion. Um, you know, but it's like also empowering in the sense that it's it's saying, okay, as soon as you recognize it, you have really one thing to do. And I'll conclude this little recap here with the idea that that one thing to do, this recalling or remembering Shiva, I felt like it really synthesized with the work that Babaji's been teaching this entire year, um, but uh, of late, the last few months, very um, point, pointedly, of, of this, la this less doership in our work. Because when I sit for a moment, we can just do it for a minute before we free write. And imagine the, the idea of opening your heart, right? Or breathing into your heart. Let yourself do that by just remembering. Imagine just remembering your true nature, remembering your heart, remembering that joy exists, that clarity exists, that your center exists, remembering. And if it's a real memory, it doesn't just take place in your mind, it takes place in your being. You know, when we get transported by a fragrance that floats through the air, it's not like it just exists as a sense memory in our nose. It brings us all the way back to an experience. So let yourself remember for a moment your true nature. And feel that effortless effort you're doing something yet you feel your shoulders relax feel your whole body relax like a warm water pouring over the back and just let yourself continue to remember your true nature in this effortless effort way and we'll take the next two minutes to um, write about the experience you literally could be having in this moment or the experience that maybe you've cultivated over the last week of uh, working with the sutra. And remember, there's no reason that when you start writing, you can't simultaneously 
recall this experience. There's really nothing keeping us from it except for our own yearning to do so. Okay, well, um, thank you. Uh, so I said a lot of little things like, oh, we're wrapping up and oh, take time to do the keyword phrase thing. And oh, and if you didn't have a pen, write your word in the air. <laughs> um, there we go. That was the recap. That was like watching this show on 1.5 speed. All right, so, but we can write some words in the chat box. I can jot them. Actually, you can jot them. You have a chat box yourself. For you three, that's what I meant. All right, and we will read out a few here. Oh, thanks. Okay, great, here we go. I think you're muted.
floating. Flow. Joy of rediscovery. Play of Leela. Another floating. How does that happen? Wow. Colors and joy. Surrender. That was my word, and I got to read it. <laughs> Stillness. Feels a little like what spontaneous recognition would be like. Effortless flowing. Remembering. You have to say it in all caps. Remembering. Excellent. All right, everyone. You know the routine. I ask everyone if you have anything to add, and then Bob raises his hand. So, <laughs> here we go. Anyone want to jump in with a comment or a question? I have one. Oh, I and a change of pace today. <laughs> we have a comment here. I think maybe reading my word got me excited. Um, I was really moved actually just now by what you were describing with remembering, because I think everyone here has probably had the experience. If you're like having a conversation, you forget what you're about to say. You can't make yourself remember, right? What do you do? You're like, oh, like, well, or this is what I do. I'm like, oh, I have to relax and it's probably going to bubble up or I'll just trust that it was very important. Mm -hmm. But it's so cool that like the remembering can't be forced. It like has to be allowed. So I just really loved Satyam that you really honed in on that because it helped me really like feel the energy and the quality that it takes to like allow our true nature to, to bubble up. And that's why my word was surrender. Mm. I think Yogita. Yeah. I just wanted to comment on that before we move on. That's great. Um, and Yogita, if you're going to comment on that, go for it too. Um, I think that that quality is what makes it uh, so fun mm -hmm. to practice. Be you know, it's like, I know it's not fun to lose your keys. So we're not used to thinking about remembering something or finding something you lost as being fun you know but there is something really fun about this idea it's almost like hide and go seek right that's a fun game that's a game where you literally the game is hide something from me and then i'm going to try and find it and it's fun and we all loved that game every i if you didn't like the game as a kid, I'm sorry, you must have had a bad experience with it because <laughs> most people love that game. Next time you come to Konalani, yeah. epic hide and go seek yeah, is so. happening, just FYI. So there's something really, really fun about just not knowing where something is and having to look and all of a sudden your living room, which used to look like a normal living room, is all of a sudden like you're interested, you're looking, you're feeling. Can I say something yeah. back? So a lot of you were there when we started the Shiva Sutras and there's this like the big kind of elephant in the room when we talk about the creation of the universe is like, why did Shiva do all this? Like, there's not really like a clear answer. And I feel like the, the sutras say, 
like for the joy of rediscovering Shiva nature. And, you know, I live with Satyam, so I get to talk about philosophy outside of this class a lot. And I feel like we were both like, oh, that's like a pretty good answer, I guess. Um, but here we are four years later. And the answer that you just gave me is like, oh, rediscovering something is awesome. Shiva maybe did do all this for that joy. You know what I mean? So anyway, maybe the Shiva Sutra sunk in after all. My, my caps was having attention you know it's just the experience of not knowing where your heart is in that moment and there's a way that we can work with it you know really skillfully you know through this sutra and through our practice by just having a little bit of fun with like trying to find that center find our heart again when we're in those challenging or as yogita wrote to me in an email um about her favorite sutra even in the the good times you know when you're crafting but you just sort of forget you know, you just sort of in your thing. Speaking of Yogita, why don't you take it away there with your okay. comment? Oh, and let me, um, I apologize. We have a funny audio set up so I can see that it's not working. And go for it, Yogita. Well, first of all, the caps was accidentally on. I, I didn't mean to put it in big letters, but what, what, what I've been working with um, is some activities help me remember and other activities seem to be take me more away from the the inner self um and which things um of course meditating brings you closer but then sometimes i get real busy uh, cleaning a house or doing crafts or something and then at, at the end I, I think you know i didn't think about the inner staff at all, you know, and and so that's what I've been working with is um, I always had a hard time when, when Baba said everything it, uh, has it's the inner self. Everything is blissful. It's the same that, and I said, well, how can eating chocolate cake on your birthday be the same thing as having the flu? And you know, but if you're inside, then that that. It, it, that's what's the same. The inner self is still the same. So <laughs> Thanks, Yogita. I'm trying to sit with that for a moment. You bring up a good point. This idea of some things help us, some things distract us. Uh, from that that capacity to remember but in reality um we have the ability to do it in all situations it's just some situations seem to have these karmic relationships to us that that sort of cause us to forget or even just to not recall in that moment and it's good times and, and challenging times they both have, can have the same effect yeah i mean and i think there's something to this where we don't want to make it into an act of, of doership where we feel like we're actually trying to remember Oh, I'm doing this craft, but I'm going to try and remember. And I'm going to try and remember, you know, uh, every time I'm I'm doing this action. And it starts to be like, yeah, we can start like that. But it, it feels like that surface level quality of like, I'm going to do this for this end to, to this end. It's like, it's only like 
pointing us in the right direction, but I feel like we don't ever want to have that be the practice we're trying to to accomplish. Like we want to start in that direction. We gotta nudge ourselves sometimes, but I feel like Babaji keeps trying to teach us that there's this natural state to it. There's a relaxed part of it. And um, I, I wonder like when you're knitting or crafting, you mentioned, you know, and it's just like this gentle, not recalling my true nature. Like, what is it that's going to get us to recall our true nature in that, in those comfortable times? Like, is it going to be like some top down experience where we're like, I want it to be like this, or I wonder once we surrender that and we sort of come at it from the inside out, if it'll have a different effect. Because I'm sort of, I think I'm sort of like you in that. I think we've got a little bit of pitta, me and you, um, where we, we want to like, I know the way I want to go and I know when I want to get there. Um, so working with that skillfully. Was there any other comments or questions on this sutra? Anyone or you want to riff off of those comments or questions? Just because it's expected of me, I, yes, I yes. thought to jump in and I just say that, uh, well, I was a little kid, maybe five or six years old, and I used to get up in the morning. It was really cold, so I'd wrap a blanket around myself and I'd sit on the 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 floor duct where the hot air was coming out. Nice. It was behind my father's chair and I would just wrap this around me and I would close my eyes and this beautiful kind of feeling would come over my heart. And um, years later, when Muktananda, Baba took us to see Muktananda and he gave us the Hamsa meditation, I was like, Oh, wow, there's my friend. I haven't seen it for so long. But, and then it started happening more and more with Baba sitting and meditating with Baba or sitting by myself. But it just feels like, you know, you forget and you remember, but it's just like remembering an old friend and it's always there. And, uh, and just the joy of remembering that friend is, what pulls you back i notice you know if i'm in the middle of something and i'll just suddenly out of blue go oh where's my friend or, or whatever and then bang it pulls me back and i'm just very grateful for that uh, also i wish that this uh this particular sutra should be uh engraved <laughs> over the shrine room door so that Everybody who comes, uh, every beginner yogi should know it's okay. It's okay. You're going to remember and you're going to forget. You're going to remember and you're going to, but it's all going to be beautiful. Thanks, Bob. I like what you said about remembering a friend that really, um, I feel like it really cuts right to what I was trying to put into words before. And I think you just said it so eloquently and, and from a, a place of, a space of practice that it's like remembering a friend, like how effortless is that and how joyful is that and how instant 
um, and how possible that is to do. And, and I guess that is the gratitude practice in a nutshell, you know. Marcella. Oh, great. Marcella. Hey. I, um, I've been following along on the YouTube videos because it's so late for me here, but it, since it was the last one, I was like, I really want to get to class. Awesome. So um, I just wanted to say that I've noticed this past week working with the suture that like, I definitely, it's always been a goal to try to like remember my practice throughout the, the day, but just having that specific like sutra to work with and just kind of it being like okay to forget and not feeling like oh darn I forgot whenever it comes up instead it's more of like a oh yay I remembered whenever mm -hmm. like you know you remember and then after doing that it's kind of like what you said last week about you know the more you recall things the better you remember them and so it's just been like more coming up more often throughout the day, just because just, just like kind of snowball, it's a snowball effect, you know, like the more you remember, the more you remember. <laughs> and so that's been cool. Thanks, Marcella. It's so great to see you live. And we've been emailing back and forth about some ideas for other, other topics for, for us to explore. And uh, it's just wonderful to see you. Um, thank you for bringing that point home. I, I feel like I might say it like, it's okay to forget, but I feel like when you, what you did this last week, and then the energy that you just brought to that comment actually helped that land in me where I really do feel like it is okay because I actually have trouble with being like, it's okay that I. I'm totally distracted right now. I do, I do have trouble like with that, with being cool with that or with, you know, that resilient kind of quality. And uh, just hearing you say like, yay, I remember, you know, it really is possible, especially when we're sitting here reading the, I mean, according to the tradition, like Shiva wrote these sutras. You know, you don't have to ascribe to that. That's pretty big. And, you know, there's like a, mythological aspect to it that might be like i don't know about that but for me that's where it lands um and i'm sitting here like literally seeing like shiva's last sutra that 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 was written on this stone was you're gonna forget and then you're gonna remember and that's how it's actually planned and that's how you actually grow you know and i feel like your comment actually helped me realize that like take that to heart so thank you anyone else any comments or questions i see shoshone unmuting so it might be an at overactive camera but give it a shot either way Wave your hand if you're trying to talk right now, Shoshone. You are trying to talk. Okay, cool. Does anybody else hear them? No. Okay, cool. So we're all in the same boat. We can't hear Shoshone. <laughs> Great to yeah. see y'all. Oh, wait, oh, I think we I heard, heard a... something. Sorry, I'll... Do you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll turn on my video. Right on. All right. Hello. It's been a while. Hello. Hello. 
Um. <laughs> oh. Tashi, are you in the <laughs> void right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. in the back. Uh, yeah, I'm in yeah. The, the back corner of the temple where you never look. Who knew it was that far away? <laughs> and there's a spotlight. <laughs> Welcome to the void. No, so this uh, this sutra about remembering and forgetting sort of made me think about the yoga sutras uh, because we were just going over this today in uh, the philosophy class and the training that we're doing here. And when Patanjali says uh, memory is, we were going over the aspects of the mind and how memory is the unaltered uh, experience of, of something in the past. And um, I think that was very interesting. The, just the word unaltered uh, really is standing out to me a lot in that definition of memory. And um, I think when, when we like try and recreate the experience, uh, like you were sort of talking about not doing such, um, it seems like that is, that is an altered experience of, of something that we were trying to remember. And via how you were talking about how whenever we let go and it flows through, then that's when it sort of comes up. It's like, oh, there it is. Uh, and so I just found it interesting that uh, Patanjali sort of nods to this and that it's, it's unaltered and maybe that's what it means. Because I'm always like, what does he mean by that? You know, how can we experience something like that? Uh, that's an unaltered recollection. Uh, and something that's pure, because often you like, I remember Coca-Cola tasting amazing, but if I have one, it doesn't really, it's not normally that great. Um, so I'm like, what, you know, what is that? And why is it not as great as I remember? Um, and so I think the a present experience maybe of something that we just forgot is different than an idea of what we think was good for us maybe. But anyway, that's sort of what came up for me. Thanks, Tashi. So good to see you uh, and hear your voice. Really fun. It just takes me back to a couple weeks ago and you're here. Thank, thanks for chiming in today. He just ate the last biscuit. Oh, yeah. Just oh, ate my the goodness. Last I, don't worry. They were in the freezer. I... <laughs> <laughs> Butter and bread. That'll do it. But, um, you know, your, your comment about the experience thank you for giving that sort of example of the coca-cola comment let's and yeah and it's hard to plug something you know you say something everybody's thinking i want to go um how your your memory of that is this one thing and then you have it again you're, it's not that what so like where's the experience and it just made me realize you know oh you know the experience that you have of that beverage is not actually in the beverage and that's why it can be an experience of amazing when it maybe doesn't line up like that years later, you know, or even if you had two or three of them in a row, it'd be like gross by the second one. Um, and so, yeah, it's just sort of uh, points us towards this experience that we're seeking with Shiva or with gratitude might not be, um, we start gratitude with an object, but we don't end there ideally that's a stepping stone you know and because the experience we're actually seeking to cultivate gratitude we don't want to stop at the physical sensation per se of this of this beverage like oh i remember it being so good 
it's like, well, I don't want to stop there. I want to like actually ex- re-experience the, 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 the actual joy that was in me then and is in me now um, through that stepping stone. So maybe that's the kind of memory that we're seeking. And, and that's the kind of like through our practice. That's the kind of remembering of Shiva that we're seeking is that uh, that subtle experience that isn't actually the things. Uh, it might start there, but it doesn't end there. So, thanks for bringing that up. I just seen another hand, unless there was a follow-up comment it's there. Me. Go for it, Usha. I was just, I just had this feeling, could this unaltered memory be memory in the present? So like, like, I guess I would be like a bias said, or that something that just flashes up. And so it's unaltered. It's before you make any, you know, judgments of it. It's just like, it's like a flash or an unaltered memory. Thank you. I think that absolutely. I mean, how many times have we seen in the sutras the experience of Shiva is described literally with the word flash, spontaneous recognition, you know, and that this is this is how it's meant to be revealed. It's not necessarily meant to be revealed like in this logical step-by-step way. Yeah, it's a great example of the kind of memory we're seeking and what it takes to actually have those arrive. Dharma. Uh, I'm finding some like permission in this sutra that it, that that maybe is uh, reassuring and helpful for me that like it will happen again. I will forget, <laughs> and that's okay. That's part of the design. And I can bring compassion to myself in that moment. And, and, and I like that, like that, that feels, that feels a lot, a lot better than the alternative sometimes, which is, you know, the should I should, or, you know, having the judgments. So instead just, ah, like the remembering, right? Oh, good. So that feels nice. Yeah, it feels a lot like how Babaji's telling us to practice now, you know, like the way you're describing it. Just putting that into action, Dharma, just sort of breathing with that, ah, oh yeah, ah, you know, that feeling. Thank you for sharing that because it's very palpable and helpful.
seems to be a natural shifting moment. Um, uh, let's, here's the thing, sort of, um, there isn't a new presentation today, of course. Um, we were going to say like, oh, what's your, you know, let's recall, let's remember a few of our favorite mm -hmm. sutras. But I feel like with only about four minutes left until we would normally meditate, that that would be a little rushed. Um, so instead, you know, why don't we stand up, stretch out, move around a little bit, and then just sit for a little extra time together. Does that sound okay? A couple extra minutes. Great. Okay, cool. So yeah, stretch out your legs, move around a little bit. And we'll prepare to remember our true nature together. Whenever y'all are ready, we can settle back in. All right. Um, so what if we use this concept of remembering as uh, in a physical way? The idea of remembering stillness, recalling stillness. What would that be like? What if you knew how to be perfectly still intuitively? You've already accomplished it, your Shiva. It's totally there in spades. And all you have to do is remember it, recall it. How would you approach stillness then? Remember how we talked about trying to recall something when you don't really know where it is. We don't really know where that memory is, where that answer is, and how you have to soften you have to be sort of supple. And you have to be prepared to receive it. It's fun to put this into, into effect in a physical way because you can literally ask yourself to do it, to practice this. 
what does stillness feel like? Trying to remember. Is this it? You will move, you will forget. And that's okay, you just recall it. Again, effortless effort of stillness, perseverance without tension. And of course, our next step is to feel the breath. Your breath flows naturally and automatically in a very balanced way, in a way that we could never logically reproduce by any effort. Most of our work with the breath is trying to let it move, let it go, without losing our awareness of it. As we repeat the mantra, hum sa, 
hum with the inhale, saw with the exhale. It's the practice of recalling our true nature, one breath at a time, over and over. I am that. I am that. I am that. And as you repeat the mantra and feel the breath, and try to allow yourself to work from this nebulous space. Generally, we have forgotten our true nature. And so we have to stay really supple inside in order to allow it to surface. As you continue to breathe and repeat your mantra, remember these keys to the heart that we seem to have lost are absolutely inside us. It's not like in normal life where you're not sure if they're in the room you're looking. They're in this room. They're in the present moment without a doubt. And so you can breathe with reassurance. You still have to look, you still have to seek. But this state that you're seeking is inside you. And how you find it is what actually makes you grow.
Let each inhale, draw your awareness in towards the center of the heart naturally. And as you exhale, let that space of the heart gently expand. Don't become too drawn into your own effort here. Try to feel the natural effort of your breath and harmonize with that. But in order to recall, in order to remember this true nature that exists in our heart, we have to go there. We have to roam around in it. So let your awareness sink down with each breath in, again, naturally, without doership. And let it, let that space gently expand as you exhale. Imagine your breath as footsteps as you roam. And if you can feel your breath, then you can feel the effortless effort of this gentle work. It's as gentle as walking, as roaming.
I'm going to take the last minute or so here. to allow that slight smile to permeate the heart. And to feel the quality of your experience. Many times memories exist in the mind. You might just be triggering a, a pattern of, of some scar of some sort, but this is a different kind of remembering. This is a remembering at the heart level. And so spending your time remembering your true nature, it's almost like being completely transposed there's a different layer of your being and remember the last line of the sutra said practicing in this way repeatedly taking the experience out and then bringing it back to your true nature is intended for knowing this very state of being. State of being, the last three words in the Shiva Sutras. So notice your state of being. You know, it's the practice that cultivates the state of being. It can be described in many ways and in many sutras, but it's always going to come back to this repetitious yet quality-filled experience. And that is what yields our state of being. So we'll conclude there. Namaste. And um, I wanted to take the very last minute uh, to to ask a question of everybody who's here right now. Would anyone like to have uh, one more class in a couple of weeks? Um, next week, we have a teaching moments class, but in two weeks. And give yourself a couple of weeks right now to look back over the third upaya. And, uh, and maybe there's 45 of them. So maybe just see which one sticks out to you and prepare a couple of sentences to share why. Just let us work with that. By a raise of hands, does, does anyone feel like that would be Worthwhile to you. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's a majority, folks. Okay. Um, so let's do it. Um, I think four years with the Shiva Sutras merits at least one class uh, just for fun review. Bubbles. Uh, because this one was literally just about last sutra. Everybody just sort of stepped up and it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, let's do it. So, in two weeks, uh, come with, and who knows, if we don't get to them all, there may be two classes. Uh, come with your favorite sutra uh, and a little bit about why. You know, why does it jump out to you? I'll tell you, when I was looking back at the third upaya in context of this class, I literally just read through the sutras and it was just like one or two, just I saw them. And I was like, oh, why am I seeing this one? And then I looked in the chapter and I was like, oh yeah, that was really fun. And oh yeah, I still do work with that. So um, anyway, thanks for your extra two minutes of life. Here we go. <laughs> 
see you in two weeks. Tune in next week for Teaching Moments presentation. See you then.